Oh, his hair and the way he ran. In the candlelight, Rachel moved her arms to imitate his long-legged gait. He had been tall for eight. Of course, her mother would know that what Rachel remembered most was how he looked in death. She had given up hoping for that image to fade from her mind's eye. The bedside light flickered on too bright. Rachel reached over Emily and switched it off. I have his clothes and things in the garage, said her mother. We should get rid of them. You still have his clothes? Rachel tried to keep the dismay from her voice. Clothes? Toys? Books? Emily didn't look at her. Okay, we can do that. The rain was easing. Do you want some fresh pants on? Her mother referred to them as nappies, but Rachel couldn't bear to. No thanks, darling. Over the sound of the rain and wind came a loud crack from the backyard. Rachel lifted up onto her elbows to look out the window and sure enough, a flash of lightning showed that the shed roof had gone. Rain would be spattering all over her father's shelves of dusty tools and half-empty paint tins. What was that? asked her mother. The shed roof? Oh, Rachel helped her mother turn over, then stood and ballooned the top sheet high into the air and let it settle. Her voice caught. How old is Scotty when you see him, Mum? He's eight, exactly as he was. And does he look happy? Her mother paused. He does. Now off you go, back to bed. Her voice was steadier than it had been for a while more like the voice Rachel remembered. Good night, Rachel blew out the candle. Good night, darling. Rachel's bedroom was bright with light blazing from the doctor's house next door. All around town, people would be awake after the storm. Rachel adjusted her curtains to block the light and lay down. She knew her mum thought of Scotty and of Rachel's father every day. Who would think of Rachel after she died? Did Carl think of her now? It was amazing how easily someone who wasn't blood slid out of your life. She had woken next to Carl for four years, and now she went days without thinking of him. Was it only ever family who remembered you truly? The air had cooled in the wake of the storm and she pulled the sheet up. When she finally closed her eyes, she saw her father putting her to bed the night Scotty died. He'd kneeled on the floor and stroked her hair while the silence in the house pressed down around them. He hadn't said so, but Rachel had known that it was too awful for her mother to see her. The garden was a mess. In the one post-storm sunlight, Rachel picked her way barefoot over the fallen twigs and carpet of sticky leaves. She was contemplating the roofless shed when her mother's new doctor appeared between the bushes at the fence. He wore a rumpled T-shirt and jeans and cradled a mug. Good morning, he called. She wrapped her cotton dressing gown a little more tightly. Morning. How did you fare over there? Just a flooded laundry. But I do have something that's yours by the look of it. Would that be a small red roof? It would, he grinned. She sighed and crossed to the fence. There it was, neatly placed in the middle of his back lawn. Ah, oh, bugger.
She swung her legs over the fence and pushed through the wet branches. They stood looking down at the roof and the furrows on the lawn where it had touched down. His black thongs sank into the muddy grass and she smiled at his neatly trimmed toenails and pale feet. When he had come to see her mother for the first time the week before, a day of suffocating summer heat, he'd worn a tie and woolen suit pants. She bent and raised one corner of the roof. Dad built this years ago. I don't know why it suddenly took flight last night. He touched his thong to a chunk of lawn gouged out by the roof. Only a short flight, though, he said, like a baby bird that leaves the nest too soon. Yes, exactly. She thought of the scruffy, fledgling tawnies she used to find down at the park. Watch your foot. She dropped the roof back onto the grass. Would you help me lift it over the fence?